Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loons fans, to another edition of Loon Talk. Jonathan Harrison here. We've got a full house today. Dan is back from Napa Valley. He got he got out of California just before the hurricane hit, and uh, we were able to call Minnesota United NYCFC on Sunday on fifteen hundred ESPN and Score North mobile app. Uh, Dan, AJ is back as well. Uh, boys, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. My are my teeth still purple? Purple. Yeah, a little around the mouth to, there too. I yeah, think stained a little bit. That'll come out that, next. It's hard next to get that. Day. Hard to get that wine stain out. It takes a few weeks. <laughs> You're doing good. That's good. It's so good. Good, tri- good trip overall, though, Dan. It was great. Yep. Good family time. Um, yeah, I might be getting a little old for that. Can't keep up with the boys anymore, but it's still fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, just- we record. We recorded last week, and Jonathan mentioned that. And I, you know, I had to just look out the window, and you know just normal glass of water. And I was like, you know what? Dan, Dan's got the life. Dan's got the life. One day, one day, that'll be me. Someday. But in, yes. But, but until, yeah. <laughs> until then, we'll just uh, keep talking loons here though. I'm, I'm good though. Thanks for asking Jonathan. Good stuff. Uh, plenty to talk about this week. We've got reports from Andy Greeter setting off loons fans that uh, in good ways, we've got Jan Gregush back scoring 30 yard strikes for the loons. Mender Garcia found the back of the net. Again, it is it is a nice time to be a Loons fan. So let's jump right into it, boys. Uh, the Loons entered Sunday, one point out of the playoff spots. Twelve games left in the season, a couple games in hand over some of the people, some of the teams in, ahead of them in the Western Conference. And uh, they come out of New York with a two 0 win against New York City FC. And as I mentioned, Young Gregush scores in the fifty fourth minute, and then Mender Garcia scores in the ninety sixth minute. Exactly how Adrian Heath threw it up, right, Dan? Yeah, that was exactly the plan. Um, it's which one? And by the way, nice goal by Jan, but it wasn't exactly a banger. It was, it was, it just kind of drifted underneath the bar and and went in. I don't know who was more surprised, Jan or me, when that went in. <laughs> uh, but we're thankful it did. And uh, and then it looked like, oh, here we go again. Um, we're going to be hanging on. Maybe we'll lose this thing in extra time and it'll end up a draw. And then out of nowhere, Mender Garcia on the run does what he does best. That is run like the wind and scored a goal. I told you weeks ago, as soon as we found out Pookie was coming, I said, I like Mender Garcia off the bench. He is so fast. And at that, in the 60th, 65th minute, whatever it is, those defenders are starting to slow down. And that's exactly what happened. So Mender, sorry, buddy, but I want you on the bench all the time until, until the end of the match, you stay right there. Yeah. He, he was cool. Like, I mean, we know the speed that he has, but that change of pace for those defenders who, who have 80 plus minutes on their legs when he comes on, it's just. He's, it's like he's in a NASCAR driving past people in a go-kart. He, he's just that fast. So um, that was the kind of dagger in the night in stoppage time there. And um, no, that the young gray goose, who, who knew when you'd take off Bangugle Longwane and bring on young gray goose, I don't think anybody expected, okay, that's, that's the offensive move. That's, that's going to spark this team. Um, you know, unfortunate Bongi's day had to be cut short, but gray goose, what a, what a return to Minnesota for him. Hey, felt like a, it felt like a courtesy sub. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we brought him back. Let's get him in. You know, let's yeah. just get him in, get it over with. That's what it felt like. Hey, might as well. Yeah, whatever. You couldn't have really drawn up his return to Minnesota any better. Because obviously, no. Dan, you and I mentioned in the pregame show uh, when we were talking about uh, the new additions since we had last broadcast of Ethan Bristow and Jan Gregush. Uh, we mentioned that when Gregush left a couple of years ago, uh, that it just felt like he might have been in Adrian's doghouse. And, well, he comes back and scores a banger from about 30 yards out. I, if he, when we don't really know what happened, it just seemed like all of a sudden he went from being a starter to a sub to not playing at all. And then he was, and then he was gone. So it just felt like something went wrong between him and Adrian. And all of a sudden he comes back, he scores a goal. Obviously, things AJ weren't too bad between uh, the club and Jan because they brought him back. Um, and it's, I think it's great for a club. When you bring a player back, he scores immediately. You can't ask for more than that. I mean, that was just perfect. And um, I don't think he's going to score, you know, eight, nine goals down the stretch here. But, <laughs> man, he sure he sure got a big one in his return. That was kind of fun to see. Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, what what's the old expression? Distance makes the heart grow fonder or something along those lines. So maybe in their time apart, um, the club and Grey Goosh felt, uh, you know, it's it's a nice little welcoming back party. Especially, like you said, having that instant impact offensively, mm-hmm. um, I, I I think we know the towering stature he provides in the box for maybe crosses in or sure. or, uh, or set pieces. But um, who knew he had that thirty-five to forty yards out, as Jonathan said, banger range. So, um, but yeah, no, a great welcoming back party, and I I don't I wouldn't expect that on a weekly basis. Yeah, um, no, don't. <laughs> So uh, it, it was nice uh, to have that right away. I, I don't know. I wouldn't hold your breath, though, for the next one. It's just a long floating drive from about 30 yards on. The goalkeeper really had no chance because I don't even think he expected it because you saw the defenders and how they gave him acres of space to walk around it. He just kind of looks up. He's like, okay, whatever. I'll just take this and just <laughs> fires it in. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a nice return for uh, Jan Gregish, but, that also came at the expense, as you guys mentioned, about Hukle Hongwane, who was injured in the first half. Uh, and according to Andy Greeter, it looks like after the MRI Monday night, no real damage. He's sore, according to the team, uh, just below the knee. So a little bit of tendonitis, they think, and hopeful he will be able to play this coming weekend. So we'll see. So yeah, thankfully, they, they, Bongi escaped any serious injury. Yeah, he's he's key to this team going forward um, until uh, until Pookie decides he's going to start uh, having some Pookie parties. Uh, we need we need Bongi uh, healthy and uh, we need Renoso healthy. Those are the two keys offensively. So uh, and, and we got a clean sheet out of the deal, which uh, has been a little while. And, and it was nice to see that uh, Dane St. Clair seemed to be in good form and the defense was in good form, even though um there were a lot of opportunities for New York, um, but you know they come out of there with a clean sheet. So on the road, down uh, nil nil at halftime, and coming out with a two zip win, I don't think there's too many complaints uh, floating around. No, absolutely yeah. not. No, I, that's uh, if he's going to go off, that's probably some of the best news. Other than like he felt fine the second he got off off the pitch. Um, for how good he was and how electric he was to drive and kind of open up this team's offense throughout their league's cup run, that would have been a nightmare scenario to lose a guy like him 
yep. in, you know, getting back into this home stretch or not the home stretch, but like the, uh, you know, your, your final leg of the season, essentially in a lot of crucial matches. So um, I think I would like to see the, the coaching staff be a little cautious with him. If it's a 50, 50 do, you know, could we use him this week um, or sit him and get him just one more week of like making sure he's back to hundred percent. I would go on the cautious side of that uh, just because of how vital Bongi will be for this offense uh, down these final handful of matches. But, um, and, and I, th- I think they have the reinforcements to where you could throw a guy like Mender um, on the wing just to, I guess, bide some time. Um, I know it'll be a tougher match. I think this weekend than they faced out in New York, but um, d- just for the long run, I would say be safe with Bongi. Yeah, coming up this weekend, Seattle, 10 wins, 9 losses, and 6 draws on the season, though. <laughs> Stephen Fry has 11 clean sheets, leads the league this season uh, in clean sheets. So Seattle's defense is incredibly tough. It's not going to be easy getting goals past them. And the Loons haven't really, in the regular season this season, done a good job of scoring a handful of goals, although in League's Cup they certainly did. So hopefully they can continue that trend going into the regular season. Uh, and Dan, you mentioned a little bit, Dane St. Clair and that defense stood tall, uh, were asked to do a lot on Sunday night. Uh, the first half really was kind of dire between both teams. Neither team really, uh, doing a good job of threatening each other's goals though. New York really controlled the match for the most part in the first half. But then in the second half, after the loons scored that first goal in the 54th minute, New York city started taking over. They started pressing Minnesota. And really, it just felt like, for a time there, it felt like wave after wave of New York City attack. And the Loons did a really good job of standing up, uh, not drawing any red cards this time. They got out of a game for the first time in a couple of them without getting a red card. And uh, Dane St. Clair had to make a huge monster save off of what would have been a really, really poorly timed deflection off of Michael Boxel's foot. But uh, that defense, I like to see a clean sheet, obviously. But uh, coming up big, in that kind of a moment when you have a one goal lead on the road uh, in the final couple minutes of the match really did a good job. I'm sure that New York feels that there's no way they should have lost that match because yeah. they had a couple of chances to score. And that the, the word wasn't necessarily uh Dane St. Clair coming up big. It was, it was their players not finishing. And I think yeah. if anybody knows about, you know, watching a team play well and players not finishing, uh, Minnesota does. So I don't feel guilty about that at all. That's uh, that's just our <laughs> turn, I think. So because um, there was some, there was that was that who who was who had that ball alone in front? All he had to do was redirect it in. I don't who, remember who Julian it was, Fernandez. It was Fernandez. Yeah, my God. I mean, I was ready to. It. I was ready to call the goal. I was in, working into the goal call, and then he shot it six feet wide. I was like, "Oh my god, what happened?" Um, so, and that would have tied to that one with them having all the momentum. Yeah. Um, so, but we've been through that. We know what that feels like. So, um, that was a good way to come back after the break. Play a team that's you know struggling trying to actually trying to rebuild at the end of the season, which is kind of a, a bull that tells you where they're at when they make mm-hmm. all the moves that New York city has made this late in the season, they were desperate. Um, so it's a game you felt like you should have won, but they actually went out and got the win, got the three points. And um, that's a good way to start this 12 game stretch to, to finish up the season. So I know AJ and I talked about how confident we feel in this club going down the stretch with the schedule they have and, and how they played at least cup. After the 2-0 win on Sunday at New York, getting the goals from who you got them from, 
uh, seeing your offense kind of struggle through the first half, mm-hmm. through the first couple uh, minutes of the second half. How confident do you feel in this squad of making the playoffs right now? They sit on 31 points, even with Vancouver, uh, but behind them on goal differential, you are above Dallas by one point who are now out of the playoffs looking in Minnesota sit in that ninth and final spot in the Western conference going forward. Where's your confidence meter in this club? Uh, mine's still pretty high, believe it or not. Um, just because of what we saw in the, uh, in the league's cup, uh, some signs of some, some consistency, a little bit in offense. And, um, I'm counting on Dane St. Clair having a good run here that now there's 11 matches to go. I mean, it just, it seems to me if you, you got 11 matches to go, if you win three and draw three, you know, you come out with, you come out with a, with, with a result in six out of the 11, you're going to be above 500. And I think, I think 500 is where that, that playoff line is going to end up. So I'm, I don't know about you, AJ. I'm still pretty confident that they will make the playoffs. Oh yeah. I, I would say that they make the playoffs Um, just with the offensive explosion that we saw. I I think if they can stay healthy, at least, and that's the biggest thing um, that this team is going to make the playoffs just because of how congested they are. I know when they resumed play the uh, before ahead of this or before this past weekend, uh, they were on the outside looking in. I know they're in the ninth spot right now as we uh, talk here on this Tuesday night, but it's just so congested that it's it's almost too within reach for them to not like. And I, I that sounds overly confident as I say that as they sit in ninth, but it's they they should. They're just too good of a team. I feel like I know they struggled so early in the season and a lot of these results and they were dropping points left and right. And you're thinking, you know, what is happening here? It was almost disbelief with how low they were sitting, but. Mm-hmm. Um, now just where it is, they're, they're too well-constructed of a team with the talent they brought in with Tamu Puki now leading the line and with Bang Hukle Longwane continuing to just kind of elevate week by week and, um, adding even on the back end, a guy like Ethan Bristow and, and then the, the rock solidness that Miguel Tapias has been on the back line, um, this season, they're too good to not make the playoffs. It's just a matter of, I, I think the better question is, are they going to get into a home playoff position? It's certainly there for the taking. They're only, I believe, four points out of that final home playoff game spot. So, yeah, that's it's there for the – they should be able to do it. Uh, and adding further context to where they sit in the Western Conference, uh, the team below them, as I said, is Dallas by one point. They're even on games on 23 games played. The next team back at 11th is on 26 points in Kansas City. They've played 25, so the Loons still have two games on hand over the next closest team after Dallas. And then Portland, who just got rid of Gio Savarese, which we'll talk about in a little bit as we look around the league, they have played 24 games and sit on 26 points as well. So the next tier down from Minnesota and Dallas and Vancouver uh, in that in that Western Conference bracket is five points away from Minnesota, and both of those teams have played more games than Minnesota. So you should we should feel pretty confident in this team to be able to hold on to a playoff spot. And as AJ kind of hinted at there, I think they should be able to climb up into a home playoff spot because right now you're on thir- you're on 23 games played, 31 points. You have a game in hand on Austin, Houston, and San Jose, which are the teams above Vancouver in 7th, 6th, and 5th, respectively, and then two games in hand over Seattle, who you play this weekend, who sits on 36 points. So if you can get six points, or if you can get two wins out of those two games in hand on you have on Seattle, you pass them in the standings. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should... You should, this team really should, with the talent they have, 
be able to win a majority of these games down the stretch, considering so many of them are at home, they really need to change that home record. But considering how well they played on the road, there should be a lot of confidence in this team when they go on the road that they, that it really doesn't matter who they're playing. They can go up against just about anybody on the road and put in a good shift and try and come away with three points. And they should be able to climb up the Western conference pretty quickly. I think. Well, that being said, Sunday's matchup, Sunday afternoon's matchup with Seattle is huge. I mean, yeah. you can you can reshape the whole, you can reshape the way you look at the Western Conference uh, standings with a win on Sunday. That would be a monstrous win. And, and, you know, I know it's too early to talk about must wins or anything like that, but, man, they can do themselves a huge favor by getting three points over Seattle. And then you still got two games in hand on them, and all of a mm-hmm. sudden you're right behind them. So, yeah, Sunday's a big match. That's going to be exciting. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be a fun playoff race or kind of watching the standings down the stretch here. 11 games left in the season for the Loons. Uh, plenty to discuss. Let's uh, jump jump into some league action. I want to mention that Jan Gregush and I think Dane St. Clair both made Team of the Week on the bench. So congratulations to them. Jan Gregush making his return to Minnesota. Uh, let's jump into a little bit of look across the league, uh, looking across at some of the scores from this last weekend. Obviously, Inter-Miami and Nashville. Uh, that one played out in an absolutely wild finish in the League's Cup final. The game almost being decided on the very last kick until Leo Campagna decided, I'm not actually going to chip it into the back of the net with the very last <laughs> kick of the game. I'm going to chip it over the goalkeeper, wow. bounce it off the post, and then <laughs> just not miss it. But thankfully for him, uh, his team came through in penalty kicks going all the way to the goalkeepers because, of course, it did. Um, but I think one of the more surprising results of the weekend, Columbus. 3-0 over Cincinnati. The storyline there, obviously, Cincinnati, the best team in the league, and it's not even close this season, uh, going to Columbus, who lost Lucas Elorayan to Saudi Arabia over the League's Cup break. But Columbus, have outside of their penalty kick loss to Minnesota in the League's Cup a couple days after that, uh, have really done a really good job of playing without Lucas Elorayan and moving on without their best player. And they get a 3-0 monster win over their in-state rivals and continue to climb in the Eastern Conference standings. Now sitting in fifth place. How good are they? That's my question is, is, you know, they're in fifth. Are they going to make a run to the top or is Cincinnati? You know, I don't know. I, I, we don't see those teams in the East as often. um, And so it's hard to get a read on them, but um, I, I feel like, I feel like Cincinnati, how many points lead do they have right now? Cincinnati's up by quite a few points, aren't they? they? Have, they're on 51 points. The next closest to the East is 43. The next closest total in the supporter shield is St. Louis on 44. So they've got yeah. a seven point lead in the supporter shield standings. Yeah. So Columbus is going to climb and they're, they're, they'll maybe get as high as three or four, I think, but I don't think they catch Cincinnati. No, I don't think anybody's catching Cincinnati this no. season there. No. And that, that's, Surprising to say after the first couple of years of their their uh, life in MLS where they were atrociously bad defensively, they've done an excellent job turning that thing around and becoming one of the powerhouses in the league. They have a tough test ahead of them tomorrow in the U.S. Open Cup semifinals. They will host Inter-Miami and, Leonard, and Leo Messi, who uh, has said he will play in that one. It'll be, what, his seventh game in 26 days since joining the club. That's a lot for a 36-year-old, but... Doesn't seem to matter to him because he keeps scoring goals. We'll see how that plays out tomorrow. Uh, the other big result, or I guess there's two more big results from the weekend. St. Louis get a 
three win against Austin in which seven of the goals in that match were scored in the second half. Just an absolutely <laughs> wild, wild ass second half, AJ. Defense was optional. And oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they came out of there and they said, we're going to they changed everything. Um, they started the, the, the lineups with like a, like a, I don't know, like a four, two, three, one. And then they said, we're going to just tip it over. We're going to run a one, three, two, four, and we're just going to have everybody (laughs) fall all out attack. I want seven forwards. We're, we're, we're going to just go out and score more. So, uh, no, I, 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 that was one where I kind of like had it monitored when I was just sitting at home on Sunday. I didn't watch it, but. I saw it the half okay for sure, and then final. I said, "Where did all of these goals come from? What what happened?" Four um, of the goals were scored in the last uh, five minutes of the match. Yeah, no, it was crazy. It was just <laughs> it, it. It was honestly like I was playing a game of FIFA because yeah, that's what happens. There's a weird glitch in that game where it's like nobody wants to like the the CPU just doesn't work right right off a of kickoff, so people just score back 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 and forth and back and forth. That's what happened. They they just decided, okay, final 5 minutes we're just going to play long balls <laughs> and goaltenders are playing blindfolded. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Will Bruin scores in the 87th minute. Uh St. Louis respond in the 88th minute with the goal. Austin respond in the 91st minute with the goal and then St. Louis Rounded out with a 95th minute goal to to end it 6-3. Just, I'm going to go back and watch that one because that just looks like it's fun. Because that place, St. Louis is already one of the best atmospheres in this league in its first season. But seeing that many goals fly in coming off of a really disappointing League's Cup for that team where they were bounced after two games. They didn't even make it out of group play uh, when they probably should have. Uh, that must have been a really fun atmosphere. The other big note from this weekend score-wise was Houston five, Portland nil, and Houston put up four of those goals in the first half, and that led to the ouster of Giovanni Savarese, Minnesota's <laughs> uh, old nemesis going back to the NASL days. He is gone after several years in Portland uh, as they sit uh, currently after that 5 nil loss down in 12th place on 26 points. Uh, your thoughts on Portland moving on and if that will affect them going down the stretch positively or negatively? I don't know if it could be, I mean, look where they're at. I don't know how it could be negative um, unless, unless this was a, a guy that the players really, but you know, if the players really liked him and they were willing to play for him, I don't think they would have been in 12th place. So I, I mean, are they going to make a run? I doubt it, but you know, I think maybe they should have done it sooner if that was their plan. But um, Portland's a weird, weird city. It seems like they're either really good or they're just they just kind of disappear. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if sometimes you bring in a new coach uh, and the players get a little energy um, and they and they win a few matches. But yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to change much as far as what's going to happen in Portland the rest of this year. And I don't believe they've appointed like a new full time guy yet, right, Jonathan? No, nope. Yeah. So uh, do you know who stepped in as in or was it like an assistant coach that? was brought in from the old manager. I don't, I don't remember that stuff. I, it, it's going to be interesting to watch them. And that's why I asked this. It's for this weekend when they take on Vancouver, because I, I think they're going to look lost. <laughs> I, I, I feel like, you know, you're, you're in that haze of, okay, he's gone. Now, what do we do? And the, the, the ownership is looking for that new, that new coach, but the players, I'm sure they, you know, they have, they have a way they want to play. And I'm, but how much can you actually change? 
from this, the sacking to this coming weekend. Um, I think they're going to look a little lost. Um, yeah. an we'll, see, we'll see how they go. Assistant manager Miles Joseph is taking over for the rest of the season. They will decide on new management after the season ends. But Gio Sabarese leaves after five plus years in charge of Portland, a 74, 62, and 47 record as uh, manager of Portland, made it to two MLS Cup t- er, finals, as well as the MLS's back tournament title game. Uh, didn't win any of those, but uh, a good run for him just, cut, just ends. Uh, prematurely in the fifth season there or sixth season in charge in Portland. Uh, so yeah, that it was a busy, exciting weekend of major league soccer action. Plenty more coming up. As we mentioned, uh, Minnesota, Seattle kind of rounds out the weekend's action on Sunday, 3 30 PM kickoff, well, three fifty two or whatever it is kickoff, uh, for Minnesota and Seattle, three 30 PM start time for the pre-match show with Dan Terrar and myself on Score North mobile app, AM 1500 ESPN and 1500ESPN.com. You can hear us there. AJ, I believe you will be with us on the producing end of that one. I might Maybe? get you guys taken off. Um, no, I'm, 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 I might take off the plane and then hand it off to the always lovely Manny Hill. There we go. Get the big booming voice of Manny Hill uh, <laughs> to help us out. Uh, all right. So, yeah, plenty coming up this weekend. So that leads us right into the predictor, boys. We're going to move quickly mm-hmm. through this show. The predictor, all right. Dan, explain away. Predictor, we pick uh, the next uh, next uh, Minnesota United match plus two others in the MLS. You predict the winner, the score, or a draw. If you get the uh, that correct, you get a point. If you get the score correct, you get a bonus point. Um, so here we go. Where are we at in the standings? Uh, who's Am I still on top? Uh, no, you Dang. are not because you didn't play last week, but Son of a- let's, uh, let's do that accountability session. So do it. Uh, just AJ and I, AJ, you had one game that was postponed because of the hurricane in, uh, in California that postponed LAFC in Colorado. Mm-hmm. That game is being played tomorrow. So next time we're back recording next week, we will be able to, uh, get you the score of that one. So you only had two results come in. You said Minnesota would win four to one against NYCFC. We got a little wow. happy on that one. Wow, uh, we you were. Uh, but they ended up winning 2-0, so you get the one point yeah. there. I said it would be a 3-0 win for Minnesota. Very close to that one, so one point for me. We both said Miami would win, but we both said it in regulation, uh, and it obviously went to penalty kicks, but we still get the point there because they won. Uh, I said 3-2 Miami. You said 2-1 Miami. And then my last <laughs> prediction for the week was a 4-0 St. Louis win. Mm-hmm. 6-3, so just as wild as a 4-0 game. So uh, wow. I'll a point there. Three points for me this week, two points for AJ. That brings our total scores up to uh, Dan, you are on 23 still because you didn't participate last week. AJ, mm-hmm. you are on 24, and I am on 25. So wow. since I'm leading, I will start us off. Minnesota, Seattle, I am going with a 2-0 win for Minnesota. Come on. AJ? I am going to go with a 2-1 win for Minnesota. All right. I hate you Dan. guys. I hate both of you. <laughs> I had written down here, Minnesota 2, Seattle 0. And, of course, my backup would have been 2-1. <laughs> so you're forcing me. You're forcing me to go one way or the other. Since Seattle's defense is, uh, is very good, I'm going to go Minnesota 1, Seattle 0. All right. So we'll, we'll, I'm going to change this up a little bit, the order. We're going to go snake order now. So now, okay. Dan, you okay. you start second round. We'll go backwards. 
Uh, I believe it's Wednesday. LAFC will defeat Colorado 3-0. All right, so you're just one point or one goal shy of what AJ predicted last week when he said it would be a 4-0 win for LAFC. (laughs) So, yeah, I like that. Uh, AJ, you're up. Uh, My next one, I just mentioned how I think they're going to look a little lost this weekend out in Providence Park when they host Vancouver. Vancouver is going to beat Portland on the road 2-1. All right. Uh, I'm going with a Philly special here. Philly at DC United this weekend. Philadelphia uh, looking to rebound after getting shellacked at home by Inter Miami. And Andre Blake just looking like one of the worst goalkeepers in the league, despite his career history as being one of the best goalkeepers in the league. Uh, It will be a 4-0 shutout for Philadelphia this weekend in DC. Wow, I remember when you used to like DC. Holy moly. Uh, Wayne Rooney's still there, so I do like them, but they play some <laughs> atrocious defense. They play some truly terrible defense. And Tyler Miller gets caught out from like 40 yards all the time, and I don't understand it. Uh, so then, since snake order, I will restart us. Uh, and I will pick, I'm going to go Inter-Miami and New York Red Bulls coming up this Saturday. I'm not going to predict US Open Cup. I'm going to skip that. Inter-Miami at New York Red Bulls. Messi's first trip to Red Bull Arena. And I'm going a two-one win for Inter Miami. I can't wait till he sits that match. Oh my goodness! <laughs> He's due. He is due for a rest. Oh my goodness! That man is playing just minute or bell to bell for all all yeah. of these matches. It's incredible. All right, AJ. all right. Uh, my next one, I'm going to pick between uh, Columbus Crew and Toronto. Columbus Crew, best goal differential in the East. Uh, they, they they play a very not good team in Toronto, so I'm going to say Columbus 3, Toronto 1. Oh, yeah. All I right. missed that one. Uh, last pick, uh, San Jose will defeat Sporting Kansas City next weekend 2-1. Uh, to one. In Kansas City. I yep. like it. I like yep. it. All right, so that's the predictor. Now time for Write That Down, boys. Uh, it's our other soccer-related prediction segment where we each make – Three soccer-related predictions. One of them has to be a Loon's pick. And, uh, of course, I just cl- I closed out that sheet, not meaning to do that. Uh, and one of them has to be at least a Minnesota United-related pick. We'll keep track of the correct predicts throughout the year and call them goals. And the person with the most goals at the end of the year wins the coveted golden boot. Uh, but first, before we do any of that, we have an accountability session. And since we didn't do it last week, we've got, a, Dan. We've got a We've got a full accountability session that features none of dan dan you can uh, take a break here because i'm gonna go get something to drink none of your <laughs> predictions came off the board which is absolutely incredible and he's actually leaving to go get a drink i'm actually surprised by this you can take AJ? the man out of napa valley you can't take napa valley out of the man no absolutely not aj <laughs> i had seven things come off the board and none oh. correct oh no <laughs> no <laughs> it was One. it was a horrible week for me <laughs> All right, so let's get started, boys. Let's just let's let's dive oh, let's right do in. It. Back on June sixth, I said Harry Kane will still be on Tottenham at the beginning of the ne- beginning of next season. Not happening because he's in Bayern Munich and he's already scored a goal for them. MNUFC, I said back on July tenth, will win their league's cup group. They did not by just the narrowest of margins. I said the U.S. Women's mm. National Team will win the World Cup. They did not in embarrassing fashion. Alex Morgan didn't score a goal, and I said she would win the Golden Boot. That didn't happen. I said Dane St. Clair will record at least two clean sheets in the league's cup. He got one, started off the tournament great. And I thought, yes. oh, man, I'm going to get this prediction right. Didn't get a single one from there on out. I did say Emmanuel Reynoso will be involved in all of Minnesota's goals against New York City FC. Did not happen. 
And I said Manchester United will be Tottenham. That didn't happen. We're going to move on from that one. Uh, AJ, on to you. While I had a bad week with seven things coming off the board and none correctly, Dan, so it was just banner week for me, and I'm already way behind everybody else. Uh, AJ had one, two, three, four, five, six, six things come off the board and four of them in the correct column. It was a great week for oh, Captain yeah. AJ over here. You said Alex Scott will make a move to the Premier League, to a Premier League side in the summer. I believe he went to Bournemouth, right? Yes, Bournemouth. So Premier League side, boom, you get a point there. You said, and this one, I had to go and like research this one and make sure everything was correct. You said Mbappe will extend his contract at PSG. Technically, the new deal he signed that would guarantee he leaves at the end of this coming season had a one-year extension on it. So congratulations, AJ. By the narrowest of narrow margins, even though he will never fulfill that 2024-2025 year contract, you still get it because there was an added year onto it. So congratulations, you get a point there. You did say there will be a penalty scored in the MLS All-Star game. Uh, Jorginho scored one in the 56th minute, I believe. So you get the point there. And then you said Tottenham will beat Manchester United, so you get a point there. You did, however, say, though, in two of your mm-hmm. other predictions last week, Timu Puki will score at least two goals against New York. He didn't score any. Uh, and I'm getting a little bit concerned that Pookie's not scoring goals, but that's here, neither here nor there right now. Uh, and then you said Messi will score from a set piece against Nashville. And I kind of badgered you into saying the set piece part. <laughs> Had you just stuck with your original bunt single prediction of saying Messi will score against Nashville, you have a fifth point this week. But I badgered you and rope-a-doped you in to adding on to it, and you don't get the point there. So four goals more for you this week. Brings you up into the lead. 22 goals on the season for you. 20 for Dan. And I am good old 2018 Minnesota United on eight goals right now. So not a good look for me. But since I am in last, I don't have to play defense. I will play strictly offense, which hasn't been going well for me this year. Oh, the listeners had one come off the board. Uh, This was way back, and I just forgot to update it. Uh, Connor said Reynoso will score in his first game back with Minnesota. That didn't happen. Took three games to score for him. Uh, so the listeners still three years in looking for their first ever goal. Congratulations <laughs> to them. <laughs> we'll get them a goal eventually. All right. So AJ, since you are leading the group, you get to start off, sir. All right. My first one, write this down. We saw him do it this past weekend and he's going to do it again before the end of the year. Jan Gray Goosh will score at least one other goal this regular season from outside of the box. Wow. Mm. scored it was just his third goal ever for the loons on sunday and you think he's gonna sniper he's gonna double sniper. it in his he's a sniper turn all right dan wow i don't not even go anywhere near that one <laughs> uh let's Maybe see oh, oh here here's what i've got right now cincinnati and st louis are the leaders in the east and the west neither one of those two wait do we go right up to the uh, mls cup uh no we go until whenever the loons finish up but we we account for those picks and if something changes oh, it could no it could be decided by then okay no, i'm gonna yeah. stay with it neither cincinnati or st louis will be in the mls cup wow that would be brutal for both of those teams to not make it after the neither one had. write that down just running away with their respective conferences all right <laughs> i'm gonna go outside of mls right now i'm gonna save my mls and minnesota united picks uh Erling Holland, I have him on my fantasy Premier League team. As AJ knows, set and forget FC. They're doing really well this year, <laughs> setting and forgetting the lineup. Uh, Erling Holland, my captain. Uh, 
He goes up against Sheffield United this weekend. He will score at least a brace this weekend. Write that down. At least. That made the biggest lock of all time. Wow. <laughs> he did nothing this past weekend. Totally screwed me over. And and honestly, probably yeah, screwed most me over people. too. Yeah, screwed over most of the players. All right. AJ, your second one. My second one. I'm going to say, so right now they sit in ninth ahead of this weekend. Following this weekend, Minnesota United FC will be in the top six for the Western Conference. It's going to take a lot of drop points, but it's possible. All right. Wow. Write that down, Dan. Um, Annie Mukhtar will not win the Golden Boot this year. Write that down. Oh, man. I like it. He's got I, four guys. He's got 13 right now. There's four guys with 12. He's not going to fit. He's not going to hold on. All right. I jokingly said this to Dan, and I've been jokingly saying this to everybody, uh, that Lionel do Messi it. has zero goals. Do it. Do I'm it. I'm not going to do it. I'm no, do no it. Way, Come no on. Way I'm doing this. Fine. Don't be a no, coward. Whatever. Home run pick here, because why not? Do it. Galazzo. Home run pick. <laughs> Golasso pick. Go Lionel Messi it. wins the golden boot this year. Golasso pick. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, seven goals what 10 goals in five ga- or six you're games in league's cup you're welcome aj i go to them in to do it that's my golazo pick now over the remainder of the season you each have to make one i don't care when it just has to happen i will keep track a golazo yeah <laughs> you want to do it now go ahead be my guest um i'll rope a dope you in if i, can. I didn't i don't know no, i'll do it next week or something i, I didn't have enough to, that's too that's too little of time i'm gonna say pick something that's so out of like out of sorts <laughs> Like Adrian Heath is going to score a hat trick for Minnesota. It's a, <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to say, write this down before the end of the, before the end of the uh, transfer summer transfer window, Nigerian wonder kid gift Orban will make a move to a premier league side. All right. Write that down. Write that down. Oh, he is. Um, I'll have to do some research. All right, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm tempted to use that Golossal one right now, but I'm gonna do wait. It. Do it. No, because no, I. Dan, I already it. have one written do down it. that I like. Oh, no, come on, use the Golossal. Okay, would would Jan Grey Goose scoring two more goals be Golossal? I mean, he scored two before. I what was it two before? And they both got to be outside of the box. Because <laughs> AJ said he's gonna score one more goal outside the box. Let me see here. Let me see. So I'm gonna say goal. I'm gonna say he's gonna score two more goals from outside the box. Then my Golossal is done that I can be done with that for the rest of the year. So in his first stint with Minnesota, he scored just two goals. So if he scored what, two and a half seasons over three seasons, yep. Three seasons. Okay. That's my Golossal. He's going to score two more goals outside the 18 this season. (laughs) That's a Golossal. I'll take it. Okay. There it is. He has three in, in like, 12 games for Minnesota. I just wanted to get that done so I don't have to deal with it later here down the stretch. I just wanted to get that over. You don't have it hanging over you? No, I don't want it. I want it gone. Uh, All right. Write this down, boys. We talked about where Minnesota are in the standings. It's final pick of the week. Uh, Sitting 31 points on 23 games. Ninth place right now. Uh, Just five points away from fourth place. Six points away from third and second place. That's a lot of numbers. It's, it is a lot of numbers. By the time we get to the New England Revolution game mm-hmm. on September 9th, if I'm uh, pulling up my schedule correctly, September 9th, Minnesota plays New England Revolution at home on September 9th. By the time we get to that game, there is one, two, three, three games from here until then. The Loons will be in the top three by then. Write that down. What? Write that down. 
Ooh. Top three? Top three. Man. I'll have what he's having. I'm too far out of first place to like how much? try and get the win this year to get the third, <laughs> the the back to back to back, the the trifecta of wins. So I'm just going and see when I can hit here. How much Tahitian treat did you have today? I have not had any in a while. Although I did well, see a Tahitian treat this. shirt Spiked. at at Coles the other day, and I was very tempted to buy it and wear it to the to the game on Sunday. Wow, that's classy. Yeah, that'd be a classy move. They're only six <laughs> points out of third place. Two wins, man. Yeah. That's all they need. All right. Hope you're right. <laughs> that has been another ridiculous version of Loon Talk, boys. We will yep. talk to you Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. PM pre-match show, 355 kickoff between Minnesota United and the Seattle Sounders at Allianz Field. Cannot wait to be back there. Hopefully we get to hear Wonderwall and hopefully the Loons get their second win in a row. Continue piling up those points going down the home stretch. 11 games left in the regular season. The Loons have it all in front of them to climb up the Western Conference standings because there's not a lot of points separating themselves from second place right now. It is only six points. It's there for the taking. As much as you guys question it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak this into no, existence. No. Like I spoke Harry Kane staying at Tottenham into existence. This wow. will happen this time. Wow. <laughs> All you're right, like, boys. You're like, you're like Ted Lasso. Settle down a little bit, huh? I'm not wearing the Ted Lasso socks this week, so I can't say <laughs> Ted Lasso. All right. That's been a, another edition of Loon Talk. Uh, boys, we'll talk to you then. And Loons fans, we'll talk to you on Sunday and as well as be back here next Tuesday for recording of Loon Talk. We'll talk to you then. See you.